Mary. Join me as we look at Disney destinations and what you need to know so you can be a jolly traveler. Well, hello and ho, 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 friend. Can you believe that next week is Christmas? I don't know where this month has gone. It was just, it seemed like days that we were talking about turkey. And now next week is the big day, Christmas. I'm so excited. I hope you have all your Christmas shopping done and are ready to just enjoy them in the season because this has been a doozy of a year and I am super excited to celebrate Christmas this year. The episode today is going to be a little all over the place. I have several things that I want to talk to you about, so hang in there with me and I hope to provide some useful information for you. The first thing I want to talk about is... So we're down to our countdown, hashtag 10 days before we leave on our trip. We are supposed to leave on Christmas Eve to go down with uh, our whole family, which when I say whole family, that might invoke a vision of a horde of people. But in our family, we don't really have a family tree. It's more like a family shrub. So there'll be seven of us and we are so excited to be going together. So yesterday I started the What am I going to wear? Looking at the weather forecast, trying to pick out my clothes and get them in a pile to be packed. So right now we're looking at highs in the 70s starting out and then it kind of falls down into the 60s with lows getting as low as 40. So thing to do at that time of year with the temperatures kind of going all over the place is you want to think layer layer it up. So that's what I've tried to do. I've got the long stuff, the short stuff, and I just pack a bunch of different options because, you know, you might think that you know what you want to wear and then you get up one day and you think, eh, I don't want to wear that. But I started looking at what I had and I realized that I really needed a new pair of tennis shoes. I don't know if I have talked about this or not, but for about a year and a half, I suffered in both feet excruciating excruciating plantar fasciitis, which if you've never had it before, the way I can best describe it is if you could envision Edward Scissorhands with his finger knives jabbing you into the bottom of both of your heels with every step, that is what it felt like. And of course, I went to the parks all during that and I'm telling you, it hurt so bad. Now, there were only two shoes that I could really find just the slightest bit of relief when wearing at the parks. And one was a sandal, which is, you know, it's great in the summertime and the warmer times. I might still take them. They're, they're Ofos, O-O-F-O-S, and I know I'm butchering that name, so sorry. But they're like a recovery sandal, like if you've run a marathon, which we all know I have not. But if I were to run a marathon and needed a recovery sandal, that's what you want to go to. They're very cushy. The downside to those sandals is if it rains, which it most often does in the summer, and you wear those shoes, you might as well be standing on a glass pane because you can be walking and your feet, your feet like just slide right out of them. It's really a, a hazard. They're very hard to walk in, unlike Chacos, which 
they're great to walk in in the rain, but I couldn't wear Chacos when I had plantar because, again, excruciating. So, anyway, the tennis shoes that I wore were called Hoka, and they were great. I still had excruciating pain, but to a lesser level. The problem with that, which is not really a problem, but they're very expensive. I know that that's all relative, but for me, that's very expensive. A new pair can cost $160, and so I was thinking, oh, I really need a new pair of shoes. It's been like a year and a half since I've gotten a pair, but I do not want to pay $160 for another pair. So a little tip for you is you can go on eBay and of course it's like everything else is hit or miss, but I was able to go on, found a pair that I really liked in my size and they are brand new. They were a display in a shoe store. They just don't have the box with them, which who cares about the box? And I got them for $69. That included shipping. And they're going to be here Friday. So I'm so excited. I'll have my new shoes ready to go. And not have to pay $160. So just something to think about. Footwear is so important. And really, I'm cutting it a little close. You don't ever want to take brand new shoes to Disney. But I plan on breaking them in. Wearing them every day before we go. So it should be fine. I also like to try to get a new Disney shirt every time I go. Or some new Disney apparel. And I want to pass along one of the cutest stores that I have found. It's called the Happiest Tees on Earth. Earth. You can look them up. Their website is literally www.happiestteasonearth.com. So they're so, so easy to find. She has the absolute cutest shirts, or I think they're so cute. They're just invoking to be happy, to be kind. They have a good positive message. Right now, all of her Christmas apparel is 35% off which that's a good deal. And she has tons of other shirts that are also on sale. The one that I got is not Christmas, but it is red, white, and green in color. So I thought, okay, this is going to be perfect because it's the color of Christmas, but it ties in a character that we're going to talk about here in a minute. And this is the perfect shirt for me. So it's a green shirt with white letters with a red feather. And it says forever young at heart. Now, Just the message alone, I mean, I love that, but it is a homage to Peter Pan, and Peter Pan holds a very special place in my heart, and I want to talk to you a little bit about why that is, because it's in my mind all the times, but especially when we go to Disney and at holidays. Uh, Some of you may or may not know, I had a younger brother, his name was Josh, and he was almost four years younger than myself. And if you think that I am a Disney fanatic, he was on a whole nother level. He was amazing. He knew every Disney fact. He knew everything there was to know. If there was any kind of merchandise, any kind of collection, he had it. Now, my brother was a very tall man. Um, He was 6'8". So he stood out in the crowd anyway. And he had the best laugh. Have you ever been around people that their laugh is just contagious? Like you would just hear them laugh and it would just make you laugh no matter if what they were laughing at you thought was funny or not. He just had that kind of laugh, just a pure joy kind of laugh. And there would be nothing for him to call my mother and just say, hey, guess where I'm at? I'm at Disney World. Like, he would just disappear, and the next thing you knew, he was down there, and it was his most favorite place in the world. Now, I loved Disney, 
not on the level that I do now and not on the level that he did anywhere close, but he was a Disney fanatic, fanatic. Now his favorite character was always Peter Pan. And I, I never really talked to him about that, but I have to think because Peter Pan was kind of that never grow up. That's kind of the mentality with him. He was just very free spirited and very childlike in a lot of ways. And so Peter Pan was his favorite character and he wanted everything Peter Pan. Similar to my Cinderella, his was Peter Pan. Sadly, my brother passed away in his early 30s. And that, of course, as you can imagine, that forever altered our family. Just devastating. We miss him dearly, always. But we especially think of him at the holidays, obviously, but on our Disney trips, because that is like our connection. Like, I, we still feel like he's especially close to us when we're on our Disney trips. So I'm going to tell you a couple of things, and it's just eerie. Y'all are going to think I'm crazy, but this is the honest truth, the kind of things that happen when we go. And it, it most often happens when we're all there as a family. Like sometimes I'll get a little something when I'm by myself, but by and far it happens when we are all together as a family. So my brother had passed away and it was the year after he had passed away and we had kind of gone down there just like I said we just feel the most close to him when we are at Disney. We had gotten to the animal kingdom especially early one morning because you know how we roll we're the early people and my mother in true fashion of my mother she had to go to the bathroom before we went to the park. These are the bathrooms outside before we ever get into the theme park. So she goes to the bathroom and we're all sitting around waiting and she comes out and she has the strangest look on her face and I'm thinking what what's happened is is she not feeling well like what's going on well she comes out and she's like you're never gonna believe this and she said I went to the bathroom and I was the only one in there and in Disney bathrooms you know they have a whole wall full of sinks so like it's not unusual to have five, six sinks just lined up on a row. She said, I went over to the sink to wash my hands and they're sitting right by the sink where she was washing her hands was a, a trading pin that Disney has there. They have trading pins that you can collect and trade with people in the parks and you can buy lanyards. But there was just this one single trading pin sitting by the sink and it was Peter Pan. Does that not make the hair on your arm stand up a little bit? It was a little freaky, I'm not going to lie. It was almost like something saying, hello, I'm, I'm here with you. That Just, you know, you hear pennies from heaven. My dad has always said, he finds pennies all the time. He says, Josh is leaving me pennies. I mean, a lot. He finds them a lot. Pennies from heaven. You've heard that before. So that was kind of like our little aha moment that day. Just very strange. Another one that sticks out for me, and I find it even more strange than the pin story, as weird as that is, we were going into Magic Kingdom one morning and the streets on Main Street was completely full because back then they would hold you outside of the entrance 
and they would have a big show in the morning, a welcome show, and these performers would come out and sing, and then the characters would come through on a train. It was like a big to-do, and the mayor would welcome you, and there would be a family chosen to open the Magic Kingdom, there would be some little fireworks. It was a whole spectacular. So they would hold everybody in that area and then they would open up the gates and everybody would pour in. And it was like an onslaught of people rushing to get to whatever was the hottest ride of the day. And so the streets were full of people. We're walking down all of us together. My mother was beside me and I feel this wind from behind And I look, y'all, I'm not kidding when I tell y'all this. Peter Pan himself came up and grabbed my mother's hand and walked her the entire length of the Magic Kingdom Main Street. And then like turned, when they got to the end, he turned loose of her hand and was gone. I have never in all the times that I've been there seen anything like that happen. And what are the chances that... Peter Pan would come up to any of us and do something like that. It was super eerie. So I'm a little excited and nervous and apprehensive to see if there's going to be any signs on our trip this time since we are all seven going to be together. And that has not happened ever. Uh, We went before Spencer got married the six of us, but that's been a long time ago. We may not have ever all seven been together on a trip now that I think about it. Either my husband was working, a son was missing, my parents weren't there. I think this might be the first trip ever that we've all gone on, all seven of us. So we're going to be looking for signs of Josh while we're down there. We always do. We always think of him and remember him and have funny stories to tell about him and There were a lot of funny stories because he was quite the character. We are very excited to get down there and experience Christmas all together. I know I had mentioned several episodes ago about the whole Ellen Compass reservation debacle. How that's where we wanted to eat for Christmas Day and it wasn't open. And then we made a reservation for Beer Garden. And then I found a reservation for Ellen Compass and then I canceled Beer Garden But then that reservation was a mistake, a Disney fluke. And so they took the reservation away and I had to grab Beer Garden again. And I told y'all, I'm keeping a watch out for Beer Garden. And I have secured one. I've had it now for probably five weeks. I've still had the Beer Garden just holding on just in case Disney takes it back away again. But I'm canceling Beer Garden today. And it looks like we will be having steak at Ellen Compass on Christmas Day. That's a restaurant none of us have ever been to. That's at the Disney Yacht Club. We're going to be spending our day in Epcot on Christmas Day. So we'll be able to walk or take a friendship boat from Epcot to the Yacht Club to have our dinner. So I know my men especially are very excited at the prospect of having a steak instead of schnitzel for Christmas Day. So that we are looking forward to that. One thing that we want to be sure everybody's got their, you know, to-do list that they want to try to do while we're there for Christmas, but my husband is a huge Pinocchio fan. Very random. His favorite character is Jiminy Cricket. You never see Jiminy Cricket. Sometimes you might see him in a parade. I think he was in the Christmas parade last year, but he's a rare character to see. 
Well, there have been sightings of Jiminy Cricket at Pinocchio's Village House in Magic Kingdom. So that's on his top to-do list. We're going to be searching for a cricket wearing a scarf. That's his big to-do. I think my big to-do, aside from just seeing everything with the Christmas overlays, is probably at Epcot we'll do this on Christmas Day. They have something called a cookie stroll where you get a little booklet and you go and you get different cookies from different countries that would be something similar to what they would have in that country and you sample. Doesn't that sound delightful? A cookie stroll? So I'm looking forward to that. We are also trying something new this year that I have never done before ever in all my trips. So I'm going to be sure to report back how that goes. Normally, we always utilize Magical Express from the airport. It's the free service that will take you from the airport to your Disney resort and back to the airport. This trip, we are flying in on Christmas Eve. We're supposed to get to Disney about 1 p.m. And we have park tickets that day for Animal Kingdom. And they close at 7, so we're not going to have a whole lot of time in the park. With the Magical Express, sometimes you can get really lucky and like get right on a bus and it's not a big deal. But sometimes it can take a little bit of time. Last time Sawyer and I were there, we probably waited at Magical Express an hour. And that was the trip that the gentleman took us to the wrong resort. This time, since we are running really close on time, I have decided to rent... It's not a limousine, but it is a car service that will fit all seven of us in our luggage. And they will pick us up directly from the airport. And they are going to take us to the Pop Century. They're going to wait for us to leave our luggage at Bell Services. And then for a little extra, he's going to take us then from Pop Century directly to Animal Kingdom. So then we don't have to wait on a bus at Pop Century to get to Animal Kingdom. So I'm hoping that that's going to save us some valuable time and get us to the parks a little early. That's going to be my parents' only time to be at Animal Kingdom. And that's one of my mother's favorite parks. So I'm hoping that this car service is going to save us some valuable time and zip us right where we need to go. I will share the car service information name and all of that good stuff on a future podcast episode. I want to have the full experience, but the gentleman I have spoken with, so nice. Like he is so nice. And he also told me, you know, normally if you're catching the Magical Express, you have to, currently you have to go and claim your luggage. And then you have to go to the other side of the airport to catch the Magical Express. He says that he's going to be able to pick us up right outside of luggage claim. So that's going to cut some time off too. So I just feel very good about this decision of, you know, you're paying a little more. But sometimes, like we've talked about before, sometimes you want to spend a little money to gain time. Like if you want to gain more time in the parks and you have little ones, maybe stay at a resort that's on a monorail. Or if you're going to spend a lot of time in Epcot, stay at a resort right outside of Epcot. Sometimes spending a little more in money will save you valuable time and you get more time to have the experiences that you've come to Disney for. Nobody comes to Disney to wait on a bus. Nobody comes to Disney to wait at an airport. We want to get in the parks and as quick as we can. So I'll share with you how that 
goes, but I feel like we're going to feel like royalty because that is certainly a splurge, something that we normally do not do. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Like I said, I know this podcast episode was kind of had a lot of stuff in it. We talked about all the things, but to sum it all up, we are excited to get to Disney, to spend the holidays there all together to remember our loved ones, especially my brother, that we feel super close to when we are at Disney. So I just wanted to share with you all the thoughts and the feels that are going on in my mind. You know, my son said, I'm so excited about going. He hasn't been there in almost four years. And I said, do you realize that Christmas is next week? When you say it in those terms, like next week, it gets really real, really fast. So here's your warning. It's next week. If you hadn't got all your Christmas shopping done, you need to step it up get with it. Thanks again for tuning in. I can't wait until next week. We'll have one more episode before we head on our trip. And then of course the next week I'll be recapping all the things and talking about all the new things and giving you all the tips and tricks so that you can have those in your arsenal for your trips. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Stay safe out there. Have courage and be kind. Thanks for joining me. I'm so grateful for our community. Until next time, whether traveling the world, the neighborhood, or just through life, remember, travel jolly.